This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to. But you probably should. That's all I'm going to say. Today we are drinking a scotch. uh, The first time in, I want to say, about 15 episodes. That's a long time. But, uh, and the first Isla scotch in about 25 episodes. So 24, 25. Uh, So we're excited today. We are drinking Talisker Dark Storm. But before we talk more about that, let's get into some business. Uh, There are some great ways you can support the podcast. If you've been listening for a while, we definitely encourage you to not just be a great listener, but be a great supporter as well. Hit us up on patreon.com slash chillfiltered. We do have a tiered system in which we give back to those who give to us. It's not just uh, you guys supporting us. It's us supporting you as well with maybe potentially some samples, but maybe not some samples, but maybe some samples and some uh, whiskey glasses, some stickers, maybe even a flask. Uh, so check us out, chillfiltered.com, I mean, patreon.com slash chillfiltered. And uh, that's the business we'll get to today, uh, but here's the podcast. So Robbie, how's it going? Oh man, it is good. It has been a week. Like, been kind of crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just all been all over the place. Like, it was kind of funny because Monday and Tuesday, I kind of felt like I was ahead of the game with all my curriculum and my lessons made up and everything. And mm-hmm. uh, I took it kind of easy Tuesday afternoon. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm kind of coasting here. And then all of a sudden, Wednesday hit, and I was like, I forgot about this. I forgot about that. And like, all right. So it's, it's like Wednesday and Thursday have been a little bit rough. Um, so working like crazy, but it's been good work. It's like that kind of where you like, you get stuff done, like it's completed and you nice. feel accomplished. So that's good. But, uh, no, it's, it's been interesting though. Um, it's one of the highlights of my week though. Juniper, um, is a girl after my own heart last weekend. Uh, the mother-in-laws came, my mother and my wife, my mother-in-law came over and, uh, they both brought juice boxes. So she was like juiced up, but she was drinking in her nice. apple juice. She was drinking her apple juice. She goes, this makes me feel good. Oh. <laughs> and I thought, that's how whiskey makes daddy feel, honey. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then later on in the week, it was pretty funny. For no reason at all, Mara started drawing cocktails on the uh, chalkboard and writing drink nice. time. So I had to draw my own little whiskey glass and write, drop that cube. So, oh, nice. Kind of I want to see oh. a pig. Oh, my, uh, my, I picked up my uh, new pellet <gasps> grill today. Did you put Super. it together? No, no. I literally I, I picked it up and then that was about all I could do because we had to, you know, the girls are still awake and everything. So yeah, yeah. I might try tonight to get it put together. Um, That'd be fun. Yeah, I got a. I watched a couple of videos. Just I always feel like that's my favorite thing about YouTube is trying to be ahead of the directions. You know, so when you get to the nice. directions, it makes more sense. Um, mm-hmm. So possibly that tonight. That's cool. I don't know. I got a. I, I'm trying to finish. I want to get my Apple Watch calorie badge this month and i got like 500 more calories to burn before i go to bed tonight so i'm trying oh, nice. to fit that in after this and then put the pellet nice. grill together you know heart rates up so nice anyway yeah super excited gonna start i think hopefully saturday do some uh smoke some meats and uh smoking these good, meats should be good time you got a pellet grill too didn't you i got the same exact pellet grill what because pellet i was convinced by you 
Oh man, uh, I can that sell this it. is the way to go. I was hanging outside your house and you walked by. I'm like, I can't see, I can't see. And someone handed me the same pellet grill. And I was like, I can see now. Yep. It's pretty much mountain punch. <laughs> Age old advertisement works every time. Every time. If you pretend you're blind, <laughs> people will buy. <laughs> um what was I thinking? The uh yeah, so we Yeah. On on Friday or on last Thursday we recorded and you were like, Hey, check out Camp Chef and then I like researched them. <clears throat> and the biggest reason I didn't originally go with Camp Chef was because it wasn't super readily available on Amazon, which I was checking for the mm-hmm. reviews for the most part. But then when I looked and like kind of looked around online and and even based on your recommendations, I saw that this was a really highly reviewed non-Traeger pellet grill. <clears throat> and so I was really excited. And so and then also I had a really good week in jewelry sales. Nice. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy me a smoker today. Perfect. So I did. Yeah. I think it was yeah. on Saturday I bought it. Yeah. Saturday or Sunday. Super yeah. excited. Yeah, um, oh, smoked meats like crazy. Another highlight of the week. I don't know if you were uh-huh. expecting it. I totally was not expecting it. But uh, oh, the Bourbon yeah. Badger, Caleb Olson, sent some... Uh, what a the, pro. Yeah. He uh, had the uh, courier stop by like four or five... Five or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, four was, or five. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got we had an awesome bourbon badger sticker. So I'm super excited. I don't know what I'm gonna put that on right now. I'm like I don't I'm not a huge sticker guy, but that one makes sense. So I might I don't know, maybe the fridge in the garage I'll throw that on there. I don't know. Yeah, that's kinda one of those like uh like he put ours on the on his toolbox. We'll like there do something go. garagey. I was thinking of putting it on my um uh my bench. Yeah. Um, my jewelry bench, so Caleb puts his on his toolbox and you put it on your jewelry bench. Which is it's still it's like same. a toolie area. But it's it's jewelry bench sounds so much less cool than my toolbox. It does, yeah. But you should see my <laughs> tools. Just saying. Just saying. I'd rather my not tools see tools are legit. Swiss files like crazy. Um these crazy hammers. I have like all I got to say to to defend my toolness and not, you know, that's a weird way of putting it. Um, <laughs> you are a tool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is to, is I have like, I want to say nine different kinds of hammers and they're all like super useful in their own way. So take that toolboxes. <laughs> yeah. But when you call it your jewelry bench, it just, it's still. Yeah. Uh, I make jewelry when when I ha- when I say that to people and I get a reaction from them I'm like hey listen I don't bead like I'm not a beater <laughs> don't don't assume that because I'm a jeweler that I'm a beater I like melt metal and like <laughs> solder things with a torch don't say I'm I'm this beater like, you see so, yeah. it says instead of saying don't say I'm a beater just say you're coming at me all wrong say that again I'm gonna stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Because that's exactly. what you can do. Because that's the kind well, of Well, I don't use a soldering iron. I use a soldering torch. What up? Oh, okay. Hey, quick question, though. Yeah. Does your tool bench have paper towels yet? Not yet. <laughs> okay. But I think if in. we restock our paper towels, I'll, I'll definitely throw one on. Okay. The funny thing is, is that normally I have to go to the sink a lot when I'm doing it to, like, brush things down or to, especially before I solder, I have to, like, brass bristle brush some metal <laughs> and so bees. when i do that yeah the old three b's um i have to 
use the paper towels in the kitchen. And so I'll just bring them back to the bench in the garage and then I'll use them later if I want because I just use them to dry and then it's so hot in Phoenix that it just soaks right back up in the air. And uh, so that's kind of how it works. Okay. Good to know. But um, did I tell you I saw a documentary recently? Oh, you mentioned it a little while ago and I wanted to wait to talk to you about it on the podcast. Is it American yeah. movie? No, it was um, oh, um, no, we, King of uh, Kong. King of Kong. So what'd you think? I loved it. Oh, um, isn't it awesome? Especially, okay, yeah. I mean, it was like heart wrenching in a little way. Like, I as I was watching it, I like really felt for the guy. So, just not not a huge spoiler alert. There's a there's a, this movie is called King of Kong: Fistful of Quarters, and check it out if you can. Yeah, I would recommend it. It's about a guy, two guys. One guy who was like the world champ in the um, arcade game of. Uh, what is it? Don- uh, Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong, yeah, yeah. And so it's a pretty hard game, apparently, and v- rarely will people ever make it to, like, a few levels up. But this guy, like, set this, like, really solid record. Um, and there's this, like, contender, this guy that was, like, trying to beat his record. And he was a really chill guy, like, a very quiet type of guy, but really, like, really going after it. And, and I won't give anything more away from that. But, uh, Robbie, when... Um, when the the guy the contender is crying in the ice cream shop, I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> I was like, "Called it in, Cole," and I knew I wasn't gonna cry or anything, but I like felt it. I was like, "Oh man!" Oh, it's a good one because it's one of those ones where it's like you can't like if you scripted it and tried to like sell it as a documentary, like it would be it wouldn't be believable. And I I mean I guess in today's day and time, kind of you know. What's not scripted, I don't know, but this one is good. It's a good one. So yeah. you have to you have to look into um, what's the guy Billy something or other, but the guy that holds the record. There's been yeah. some controversy since then, so I don't know if you've looked into that or not. But oh, I'd love to look into that. Yeah, I heard there was potentially proof of something, at least yeah. from what I heard. And it's pretty cool. Uh, so which have is you ever great. Seen, have you seen Wreck It Ralph? Yeah, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know the referee in King of Kong. Yeah. He is also the like crossing guard. No way! I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, like so the watch train station. Yeah, the, the plug-in, the surge protector. Oh, that's great! Yeah, I didn't know that. that's great. I'm sure he was so, honored to do that. Yeah, well, I don't know if he actually uses his voice, but it's his likeness for sure. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. So, besides that's paper cool. towels, jewelry, pellet grills, and King of Kong, anything else for the week? Yeah, just back to work. Luckily, I got my computer back and running, okay. or at least a new computer. So uh, that's good news. I got that on like Friday afternoon. So I had been out pretty much the whole week of work. And Did you have to work like over the weekend then, or no? They were like, "Don't worry about it." Like they were, they were like, "You don't have to make up anything." We kind of lightened your your load so that you didn't have to um, stress out and make up for something that wasn't your fault. Um, so that was like super nice of them. And so, yeah, it was a good week. Just kind of picked up where I left off, really. Good. And, yeah, so that was good. Uh, nice. We bought some patio furniture this week. And Fun. it is really nice. <laughs> um, and then we also got, like, some some la- like string lights around the um, perimeter. Nice. And they look fantastic. And they're, like, solar-powered, so they turn on at a certain point and just don't need any plug-ins. Uh, so we we're feeling fancy, you know. And then we bought a yeah. grill too, mm-hmm. like a propane grill. And then oh, we're okay. getting the uh, camp chef 
in a week or less than a week. It's supposed to arrive on Monday, but yours came a little late, so I'm I'm, I'm a little worried mine will come late too. But yours yeah. wasn't too late. But yeah, when I, um, I called I called them and they're like, it's going to come next week. And then today, that was yesterday. And then today I got an email saying, it's here. So who knows when yours is going to get there? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was super stoked about Caleb Olson's um, courier shipment. Yeah, did you know that and was going to happen? I had no idea. It oh, was one man. of the greatest things that ever happened in terms of <laughs> courier like Seriously. days there are days where i'm like i wish the courier would show up today with whiskey and then it never happens and then days like that come around and we have a great supporter in caleb olson Seriously. so if anyone ever wants to do that just just hit up caleb olson and he'll give you our address <laughs> and uh, but also but yeah wanna, i do if you want to murder us uh-huh. or send us something that's going to kill us like Caleb Olson knows Caleb our address. Caleb, Caleb, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's the back door to fang, fighting it. Yeah. But please don't. But, I mean, uh, yeah. We're fairly nice I people. wanted to reiterate, um, we mentioned last week that our 100th episode's coming up. And I'm just going to ask one more time. And if no one wants to help us out, that's totally okay. I have a feeling we're going to go with George T. Stagg 2019 um, for our... 100th episode but if someone wants to outdo that please hit us up instagram or chillfilteredpodcast at gmail.com and uh and we we'd be happy to take care of the ways that you can work with the courier so that we can drink that special drink um so hit us up instagram through message or um yeah like i said chillfilteredpodcast at gmail.com if not no worries like we're not we're not dying to drink someone else's whiskey right now or we're grateful for anything we do get, so that's that's the business there. Um, also, uh, a huge thank you, another shout-out to Brian Shaw, good friend of mine, who uh, is providing what we're drinking today, the Talisker Dark Storm. So thanks, Brian. Yeah, Super thank grateful for your friendship and your whiskey. So. Um, I'm trying to think, what else is going on? It's been a fun week, you know? Um, yeah. You know, Cole, you know what will make this week even more fun? Tell me. Going to break, then drinking this whiskey. So let's go to break. Hey there, listeners. Do you like undies? Well, I do. I wear them every day. And if you're a big fan of undies, check out Me Undies. They're made of the most soft material you've ever experienced. And on your junk, you'll be so happy that you did so. So hit us up or hit them up at meundies.com slash chillfiltered. We're back with Chill Filtered. Yeah, so I wanted to go into some uh, history of Talisker and the distillery and the bottle we're drinking today. Now, keep in mind, you've probably heard, if you're familiar with Isla's and Isle of Sky whiskeys, such as Talisker, you very well might have heard of Talisker Storm. Now, this is a special edition from Talisker Storm. It's Talisker Dark Storm. So, so if anyone's thinking, why is he saying dark? Well, it's because there's a special edition. So anyway... um. This is actually our first Isle of Sky whiskey. And our first scotch in a while, uh, it's been since episode 82, uh, Robbie's second episode, uh, yes. where we drank Akintosh and Heartwood. 
Uh, so it's been a while since we've had a scotch, but an Isla scotch has been since episode 74 where we drank Ardbeg uh, Corvrecken. So it's been a while. Uh, Talisker Distillery is located in the Isle of Skye, and that's spelled S-K-Y-E, uh, which is an island off the c- coast of western Scotland, similar to Isla, uh, but in terms of like north and south, Isla is about where Glasgow is, uh, but Skye is more north, about where the highlands are, uh, in terms of, uh, I guess, latitude. Uh, probably latitude, yeah. I want to say latitude, but anyway... They, it's also the biggest island in the Inner Hebrides, uh, off the coast of yeah, like I said, Western Scotland. But definitely, it has that salty, peaty feel to the island, is what I hear. Uh, shout out to Miles Ferguson, uh, who named his dog Sky after Talisker's oh, Island. But he also awesome. loves good peaty scotch. Yeah, he was uh, in between calling it Sky or Isla, which I thought was pretty cool. So, shout out to you, Miles. Uh, Talisker was founded in 1830 by two guys, Hugh and Kenneth McCaskill. Uh, Earlier on, Talisker was known for triple distillation, but in more recent times, probably in the last 50 years or so, they um, only double distill. Uh, They typically uh, also use American barrels. And they always peat their barley, malt, and usually to a phenol level of about 18 to 22 parts per million. Now, to give some context, Ardbeg is typically around 55 parts per million. Uh, Bunahaven and Brukladi are usually less than 5 parts per million, so they're on the lower end. <clears throat> Lagavulin is about 37. Lefroig is known to be about 45 uh, in, in general. Of course, we had um, Ardbeg Supernova, which was like over 100, stuff like that. And Brucladi also puts out Octomore, which is like has a 208 or something like that. Go ahead. Supernova, was that aged in space? Oh, it should have been. <laughs> Sorry. It's always going to haunt me. Whatever episode <laughs> that was, it'll always haunt me that I like repped it. Listeners, if you haven't listened to that episode, Go back to a few episodes before that episode <laughs> and listen how I like hyped it up of like, this whiskey's been in space. And then I'm like, oh, no, it hasn't on the episode after I did like the actual research for it. I think the best was Ed. But at Adam. least Adam's like, I thought you were going to put space in my mouth. <laughs> That's Something right. Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I did not put space in his mouth. <laughs> um, they... They have a few good releases, um, or a good few releases, rather, is what I wrote, including the 10-year. They have an 18-year, a 25-year, and a 30-year. They have a Talisker Sky, Talisker Storm, and a Talisker Dark Storm. And they also have a few other special editions, one of which is um, 57 Degrees North. I didn't really go into what that was, but I just wanted to call one of the rare special editions out. Uh, so what we're drinking today is Dark Storm. So first of all, Talisker Storm was released in early 2013, and it's been released since then. It was started then. It's aged in used and then toasted American oak barrels. Ooh. has no age statement. And it is rumored that there is very young and very old whiskey in Talisker Storm, but the likelihood 
is that if there's any really old and they were claiming like potentially up to 25 year old whiskey in it, that it was probably very small amount. So I wouldn't count on that getting you excited. Um, so now dark storm is pretty much the same thing, but more heavily peated or I'm sorry, more heavily charred bourbon barrels. Uh, the, the storm had toasted used bourbon barrels and this one had charred like into it, uh, is pretty much only available in duty free shops. So it's like one of those only international travel whiskeys. Uh, it is 45.8% alcohol by volume, no age statement as you know, the storm also has no age statement. Talisker claims it's their quote smokiest release yet. And uh, it's a single malt, uh, which to remind everyone, that means it was one single distillery, malted barley, and pot stilled. Uh, total wine price is uh, unknown because it is only sold in duty-free shops. But if you go to a duty-free shop, it's about $99. So that's all I got history-wise on Talisker Darkstorm. I'm excited to drink this. I haven't had a good island in a while. so I was just going to say, do I, don't it. Think, I don't think I've even had a scotch since that... Uh... Akintoshin? Yeah, the Akintoshin. You haven't so. drinking any Balvini or anything? No, I haven't bought a new I haven't bought a new bottle in a while, so I'm on the dregs of my twelve and um mm-hmm. so whenever I get to like the last two or three pours, I, I usually don't drink it until I get another bottle. So I just haven't bought another I feel bottle. That. But uh yeah. <clears throat> so it's been a while for me, so I'm super excited to get into this. Yeah. Oh, so I man. just poured it. And getting a little bit of that smoky, campfirey peatiness, which I like. Well, what do you like, think of? I know you enjoy a good Highland Scotch, but what do you think of Isla's? Um, I love Scotch. <laughs> Ooh, um, it's a uh, you know I do. I think I will. I, I think we're gonna have. I think there's a certain point though where the peatiness is too much for me sometimes, and I've only hit that like once or twice. Um. Mm. But uh, this is not, like, to me, it doesn't, I know you said it's, like, they're hev- most heavily peated, but it's not super peaty to me. It's it's like a, no. it, but it's really sweet. It's got a sweetness to it, too, that I don't typically get off. I agree. Nose. I think so I remember that, in, go ahead. I was just thinking maybe that sweetness is kind of masking some of that a little bit. Yeah. I think I remember, uh, it, I think it was the Ardbeg Corvrecken. I made a note, uh, I called it out, that said, this tastes like grilled pears. Mm. And this tastes like grilled apples. I'm going to say that I get, a, I get a little bit of pear, but there's definitely the apple there. Yeah, I think Which is apple stands like out it. more to me. Yeah. I think on the nose, for sure, I get a little bit more pear. I did mm. go in for um, my sip, oh, and I'm getting, I'm go getting ahead a and lot of apples. It, yeah getting a lot of apples so um and i think that the peatiness is is good it's definitely there but it's not overpowering and it's definitely like a sweet just a sweet almost bourbony kind of taste to it which is nice mm-hmm. it's really pretty in the glass too it's definitely like a little darker it's got an amber to it almost mm-hmm. yeah usually a little darker than your average isla yeah I really dig this. Yeah, me too. The finish is, yeah, I mean, the finish is the worst part, but altogether, it's a great thing. Like, like I mean that, like, 
the palette and the nose are like fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the finish like messed with me a little bit, but it was still good. But it was I'm, the least of the three, in my opinion. Okay, I could see it being uh, the least, but I'm still digging it. I think it's got a great finish on it. It's just yeah, it's and that's what I'm saying. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. definitely a sweetness there. It's not as you said. It was forty five percent, forty five point eight. Yeah, and it's not. I, I mean, I would have assumed it was a little bit lower because there's really not a lot of the alcohol sting or like the vapors really yeah. that you might get. I mean, it feels like it, it's much more around like the forty maybe. I know it's only like 5%, but still. But it's got like really good flavor body to it, too, mm-hmm. that you wouldn't get out of an 80 proofer. Um, salty. Yeah? Mm. Maybe. Some people say that like Islas are like, you know, Talisker is very similar to an Isla because it's off the coast. It's got a lot of salt water and peat and uh, all that stuff. And salt doesn't really translate well to distillation. But I've heard a lot of people uh, claim that Islas have a salt watery taste to them I in a way. It, like I wonder slight. if it has something to do with like where it's picked up on your palate. You know, because mm, don't they have like well sweetness and salt and like bitterness and stuff like that? And I guess it all goes is receptors are different places. I don't know if that's an urban legend or something, but like maybe that's what it is. It could it's be the salt receptor area kind of picks it up. This is, this is good. It's really, I, I think, refreshing. To be honest, it's nice. Yeah, I'm adding some water now. Okay, but yeah, I think apples. I mean, yeah, refreshing is the word for an Isla here. Like, or not an Isla, a peaty Scotch. Um, is really refreshing. Like, Speaking I could which, drink this on a hot day. That's the name of my next dog. PD Scotch. Refreshing. PD Scotch. Is what? PD Scotch. PD Scotch. Ooh, that's here, a good Scotch. one. PD Scotch. Called PD. PD. Yeah, I like that. Ooh, I really like the the nose with water. It sweetened it up really nice and took oh, away a little, a little bit of the peat. Yeah, there's a lot of sweetness there. Yeah, like a little surprisingly different on yeah. the nose. The, the peat's yeah. definitely muted. Um, a little bit of alcohol vapor on it, but it's definitely got a lot of a lot more sweetness to it for sure. This reminds me of the nose of what is it? Uh, Nika Pure Malt Seventeen Year, where it's slightly peated, uh, very slightly peated, uh, but really refreshing on the smell and on the palate too. Ooh, mouthfeel right there. Water's mm. got the mouthfeel for it. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, just yeah, it makes super, it a little more viscous. Yeah, and it just, it kind of brought the heat out, I think, a little bit on it, too. I think, maybe. Like, it just, it kind of, it definitely warmed across my mouth a lot more quickly. It was like that. Yeah, so far, this is a winner. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have a feeling the ice is going to make it even better. This is going to be one of those ones, like a good Japanese or a really good I- Irish whiskey, where it's like, ice blows it out of the water. Yeah, I'm kind of racing through here to get to the ice. I'm going to drop my cube right now because I am drop super excited that to see what it cube. <laughs> I'm finishing up my water pour real quick, but. Mm. Yeah, I think the mouthfeel really. I, I prefer the water to the neat pour because of the mouthfeel and the sweetness. 
I'd have to agree. I think the nose on it too. Um, really, it stood out with the, the water for sure. Brought that sweetness out. And I like I like mm-hmm. peat. I, like I said, I don't like too much peat. So like when it's there, but it's yeah. not all that's there, I guess. And this is kind of yeah. how that is. It's like it's got a peatiness to it, but it's not just like we super went, we went super peat. Like you're gonna get peat. It's gonna be smoky. Like I don't necessarily like that. So this is it's well balanced. And really yeah. good tastefully done um, um ice wise on the nose i'm not getting it's de- it's just muted i think it kind of across the board i'm not really getting too much of anything yeah i'm just getting a little bit of pears and apples but mostly apples but yeah. slight very very muted getting just a little bit of peat on mine and maybe like uh, there's a little bit of sweetness there but the sweetness has kind of died mm-hmm. i'm really getting my nose into it Smells good, like I I appreciate it. It's just not potent in any way. No. Um, I don't dislike the ice. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of bitterness on the end, or maybe a lot. It's kind of changing, but uh, I think it's it definitely uh, brought out some of the alcohol vapor for sure, um, which I like. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it didn't kill it. I w- I don't think it's. I think the ice is probably my least favorite. I think I like water. And neat, mm-hmm. but still good with ice. I agree. I agree because yeah, there's a little bit of bitterness on the finish, but also at first, like the the first p- part of the palate, I was like, "Ooh, this is good." <clears throat> Mouthfeel was even more viscous, uh, which I can dig. And then the flavor was, you know, the the notes I were get I was getting were similar to the. Uh, ice pour, you know, sweet, apple-y, little bit of campfire, uh, but in a really pleasant, sweet way. Uh, but then it got the bitter. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I think that the best pour is a little bit of water. Okay. Hmm, I like this. Let me see if I can grab a few more notes. Yeah, and I feel like we were kind of lame on pulling, like, notes out. Like, I'm always lame on getting notes, but you're usually right there. But- no, you're not. You're kind of lame on the notes today, Cole. Like there's, I'm lame maybe, on the notes. Lame on the notes. I don't. Know if, yeah, it, let me let me dig into it. Um, strawberry, like, a little bit. It's fruity. I think I got I, altogether. You know, I was thinking a little bit towards berries on the neat pour. It, it kind of, but it wasn't super there, and I wasn't sure of myself enough to say it, Cole. No, be sure of yourself. <laughs> people love you, Robbie. Um, well, well, that's nice of the people. I don't know trust my, pa- my my nose and my palate as much though, but I don't know. Like the thing is, is like if someone the like the other day when we were drinking, one of my favorite pours ever was the um the single oak project barrel sixteen, and I thought about it and I mm-hmm. was like, what? I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Drinking a lot. No. Um, it, would people like really believe me that it tasted like Fruit Loops? Or not Fruit Loops, uh, Fruit Roll-Ups? Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh-huh. but like it got me really excited about it, you know? Yeah. And and I did, did honestly taste that. Like it wasn't, it, it, you know, I wasn't guided by anyone to say that, but I think. <laughs> We're not sponsored you know, by you Fruit taste, Loops. Yeah, yeah. This episode sponsored every, by Fruit Loops. Every whiskey tastes like Fruit Loops, <laughs> the best cereal ever. 
yeah, we just got a, a general, it was General Mills or whatever. Uh, we're just like, oh, this tastes like Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> Holy moly, it's shredded weed on the back end. Yeah. <laughs> just everything tastes like a different cereal. you like, uh, what is that nuts one? Um, honey Nut Cheerios? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's Honey Nut Cheerios. But I'm thinking of... Um, Nut the one, honey? oh, honey, honey smacks. This one tastes <laughs> like honey smacks. Yeah, uh, we would only get so far. But I think all that to say, <clears throat> all that to say is that if you have some crazy note, I've realized that no one cares if they don't agree with you. If you get that note, that's special for you. I don't yeah. know. Like in a way, there's some credibility to be said of like that's a good note to catch. But also, like, when I worked at the bar in Richmond, and some people would come in for and try whiskey for potentially the first time, and they'd be like, oh, man, I taste this. And I'd look at that, and I'd be like, holy crap, I didn't notice that before. And I was the one who had tried hundreds of whiskeys at that point, and they're trying one, one of their first ever, and they're calling out, like, hot chocolate. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's a really great note. And uh, so I, I think there's something to be said about, you know, uh, you might inspire someone who's like, you know, I also taste hot chocolate, you know, so. But if you feel it, say it, you know, that's my thought. So you um, <clears throat> made me kind of think of, though, you're an artsy guy. Have you ever seen mm-hmm. things where it's like people who have super color vision or whatever? And they like. For sure. And it like, it kind of reminds me of that. Like, there's people like, I don't know what, like. Super tasters or sixty, super like a human can see like a typical human can see like seventy colors, right? Differentiate mm-hmm. between seventy different colors and shades, and like there's people who can see like two hundred and fifty. So I'm like, yeah, hey, like that's what it takes to be like Jim Murray, I guess. I don't know. No, no, Jim Murray was just a fan of whiskey, in my opinion. <laughs> and case in point, that he chose, uh, what is it, the Crown Royal Northern Harvest Rye to be the the bourbon or the world whiskey of the year a few years ago. He is as, as, as common as we are. He probably chose that for the same reason. We will someday say it tastes like shredded. (laughs) Although here's the thing is that he, you know, he did crown Royal, but now like the past like three years, I want to say the top three of each year adding up to like nine total whiskeys. I want to say like six or seven out of, out of the nine, our Buffalo Trace, or rather Sazerac products. Um, so maybe he's getting paid off by them. Might be worth it. I would love to be paid off by Sazerac. Man. I, I'd love to be paid off by anybody. Yeah, that's and true. I, and hey, folks, I come cheap. General Mills, I'm looking at you. Yeah, and I I, <laughs> I get paid in whiskey, too. So, Sazerac, I'm looking at you. <laughs> um, yeah. You got any idea of a rating on these? Yeah, this, this was... I'll, I'll go first. Do you have something in mind? I do have something in mind, but I'm going to be, okay, I might be swayed first. here. Oh, let me see what you got. No, try not to be. I'll try not to be, but uh, I'm I might gonna, be. I'm going to think it out because I don't have a number yet, but I'm going to talk it out. Okay. Okay. I enjoyed this quite a bit. This was very pleasant. In terms of smoky and peated scotch, this was really sweet, which I always love. For example, Ardbeg Corvrecken is more potent in terms of uh, peat, but also a little bit more sweet. Um, but this is a little less potent and a little less sweet, but still really enjoyable. I want to put this in the eight range, but mm-hmm. I 
and I will put it in the eight range, but I don't think it makes mid tier eight. I want to give it an eight point three because it's okay. very good. Um, but it is not blowing my mind. Uh, so I'd put this in a low love it, high like it. Okay, that's I what like, I got. I got you there because that's kind of where I was, but a little lower. I was kind of like, mm-hmm. it's not blowing my mind. It's not something that I would be necessarily seeking out. But it was really. Mm-hmm. But then, like you're talking, I'm like, yeah, it is really. Good. It is a good one. It's really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. There's nothing bad about it for sure. Yeah. I was kind of thinking like in the high sevens, uh, but I'm gonna go eight one. Uh, solid, like solid pour. Um, you know, I think I think there's something to be said about that too, because I think a lot of scotches kind of have like a a gimmick to them almost uh, lately. Mm-hmm. Like at least ones I go, I've seen a lot lately is it has like it's whatever it's finished in or it's like super peated or you know yeah. something like that. And this one I think is just solid. Like if it was readily available, this could be a nice daily drinker for you almost maybe or you know I agree. Kill kill the week off on a Friday night because it's it's just a really good solid whiskey for sure. Yeah, and shout out to you, uh, Miles Ferguson. I think you'll like this one. If you ever get the chance to try, I'm sure you've had Talisker Storm, but if you ever get the chance to try Talisker Dark Storm, I would recommend it. And actually, it's been a while since I've had Talisker Storm, and I really don't remember what it was like, but I do remember I didn't not like it, so I did like it. Because <laughs> um, I can always remember if I didn't like it, that's for sure. Um but I think this might have a little more oomph to it in a good way. So if you're ever, uh, any listener out there, if you're ever in a duty-free shop at an international terminal of a airport, maybe you should buy one for 100 bucks, and, and yeah. you can just pick it up on your way out. So, yeah. Oh, I Definitely do have a question, a question for mm-hmm. you, Cole. What's the difference? Yeah. What, what is toasted barrel? What's that mean? Yeah, so a toasted barrel. So there's five, there's really like seven levels of char. Okay. Uh, once you get to like yeah. a four or five, you call it an alligator char, which is like the scales of an alligator almost come out of the barrel. Uh, but a toast is a low char, maybe a okay. one or a two um, okay. char. So the fact is that they were using barrels that were already used and then they retoasted it. So a very light layer of extra uh, char on there. And then, yeah, for for a heavier char, they would they would probably do at least a three. Perfect. Okay. Um, on yes. top of what it was already done. Yeah. And speaking of toast, cinnamon toast crunch. Boy, is that a great cereal? <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta just start thinking of like uh, <laughs> Fruit Loops probably won't be as organic. <laughs> yeah, this will be great. This will be right. great rest of the episode. All right, I think it's time. For uh, one of our favorite portions of the podcast. And that's time for Whiskey World News. All right, it's time for Whiskey World News, part of the show where we read an article, talk about it, see what you think, and here we go. So uh, in no way, shape, or form, though, do we want to take any credit for writing it. We're just reading it off the old internet. So this one comes from InsideHook.com, and it's written by Kirk Miller. And an ad just popped up, and now it's gone. Okay. Uh, it's titled, Vermont Distillery Whistlepig is Turning Stale Beer into Whiskey. Um, coronavirus created a beer glut. Whistlepig turned it into 160-proof spirit. Distilleries have been helping out with against COVID-19 by producing hand sanitizer. 
The business industry has helped out. Oh gosh, on helped out on that front, but they faced an additional challenge. The suds they already created were going stale. But Vermont's mm-hmm. Whistlepig figured out a way to help save the brew and continue to produce the hand sanitizer, along with their coronavirus-fighting efforts. They're converting stale beer from local breweries into whiskey. Beer from the likes of Harpoon Lawson's Trail and Hill Farmstead is currently being trucked into Whistlepig Distillery, where the fermented grain is then run through the copper stills and revived as a 160-proof spirit. According to a new report at Bloomberg, Besides of providing a building block for whiskey, the efforts by Whistlepig will help reduce waste and decrease costs for the breweries, which are pivoting more towards cans and bottles. Whistlepig will eventually sell these aging spirits as a limited edition single barrel. A few years down the road, it'll be a way to commemorate this moment in time when we came together to help each other out, Jeff Kozak, Whistlepig's chief executive officer, tells Bloomberg. As the liquid develops in the cask, we'll work with each brewer on an aging strategy that best benefits their specific beer. So anyway, I, I saw that and I thought it was kind of interesting, you know, kind of uplifting and timely. Uh, I don't know, you got any thoughts on that, Cole? Wait, so correct me if I'm wrong. They were <clears throat> making whiskey for the beer makers so that the beer makers could potentially sell that whiskey. Is that right? I, I'm i not sure the how they're going to like what the marketing strategy is, but they're taking the uh, fermented beers and... It's going stale before they can sell it, I guess. And then they're just yeah. running that through the still. Yeah. So hey, they're kind of helping them out, taking it off stale. Or at least pure alcohol doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I am no biochemist, but. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. I think that's a great idea because, you know, that stale beer is not going to go anywhere good. And alcohol always has a good use in my mouth. A great use. Yeah. No, I think that's pretty cool. I um, especially even a whistle pig doing that. I think that's because mm-hmm. you're usually getting these like micros. I guess like some of the biggest. I mean, even Buffalo Trace has been making hand sanitizer and stuff like that. But you're getting all these people doing things for a cause in terms of their whiskey, like making sanitizer and stuff like that. But I think this is pretty cool, and it would be even cooler. Like like I was thinking, it was about if they sold it or they like gave it back to the breweries and said here here's your whiskey age it how you want do whatever you want with it well it's kind of um, what they said is they're going to come up with a strategy for aging yeah that will help complement it which is really cool yeah i think that's pretty cool and so yeah i think that'd be awesome like if i were a brewer and i had all this wasted beer and i just wanted to like like do a special edition whiskey based on the mm-hmm. bad beer that would be so cool so yeah i think that's pretty cool what they're doing well, i think there. it's you know, I think if I find see a bottle and it's a reasonable price, like I think it'd be fun, kind of fun to pick up in general and be, just be like your keep it in behind a glass window and say this is for the next pandemic, like <laughs> you know, just to yeah. kind of commemorate and kind of be a fun thing. I don't know. Yeah, but, I like that. But it's pretty cool too. I think like I, you know, I like beer, um, but I'm not. I think that you know, definitely had. I don't recognize the name of the uh, the beer breweries there, so I'm like they're definitely helping out some smaller smaller businesses there and that's really cool yeah. so anyway just thought it was kind of a fun yeah, article like yeah all right yeah. any other thoughts cool no i uh i i noticed we were pretty close on the what whiskey would you choose last week but i didn't see the final result do you okay. know the final result i do know the final result so we were pretty close so the scenario was cole pro- pro- posed posed i don't cole <laughs> posed gave us posed posed, posed the scenario presented you poser <laughs> 
<laughs> Cole gave this scenario of you have a friend who says he's a or she is a whiskey lover and their favorite whiskey is Fireball. What are you going to give them to kind of help them uh, appreciate actual whiskey? Real whiskey. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice here. Um, yeah, yeah. Cole said he was going to give them Will It Rye three year, right? And I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said I'm giving them Old Granddad and an Atomic Fireball. And by one vote, the oh. Old Granddad and Atomic Fireball won. So well there's done. there's the win. Yeah. So, so I'm think, the I'm the the straggler these days. The last couple episodes you have been, but I think I yeah. I knowingly went for our um listener base and saying these are people who would much more go for a snarky reply to someone who says they want fireball. Yeah. Um including Graham, our our very <laughs> own Adam Rosted chimed in. Yeah. And said Go for it. Yeah. Go for no, it. No, he said that um he said, trick question, because they actually don't like whiskey or something along those lines. I gotta look it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dramhound said, uh, Old Forester Rye, low price point and approachable with a good uh, baking spice notes. Uh, Caleb Bolson said, Johnny Drum. Uh, Cocktails Daily said, oh no, they spammed us. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I that didn't was realize nice of them. I didn't realize they were spamming us. Oh man, no, okay. yeah, yeah, they were like, "Hey, hit us up, follow us yeah. back." Like, just saw your account. This is cool, awesome. Okay, but <laughs> they they don't win the spammer of the week award. So, oh, yeah. um, then Bros get Tosa. Oh, yeah, the uh, William from Canada. <laughs> Bro, scatter toes. I don't know how to say that, but anyway, he said uh, he's used Mictors American and it went well to convert a non-whiskey drinker to whiskey. That's um, a good one. And then Joel and M09 said, uh, "I wouldn't be wasting anything good. He's a lost cause. I think I would need <laughs> new friends." Um, That's great. Uh, and then Love uh, it, Joel. But the spam of the Instagram spam of the week comes from spam Free Gamer week. Patch, and they said, "Stay safe out there." Co- uh, <laughs> So. Did you look at their like their uh like page? No, I didn't even look. They I have just... a patch that you can put on to like prevent potentially a hangover. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's so I probably cool. shouldn't be repping them because they kind of spammed us, but yeah. No, I'm gonna go check that out now. I didn't I thought it was like a gamer like this like video game thing. So oh. when you when we come out to Boise, I hope you can prep a few of those. So okay, so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go back on it and say cocktails daily was the spammer of the week. Uh huh. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So that was this week. Uh, cool. I got a scenario for you. Oh please. <clears throat> okay. So you just got your 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 grill. You got your propane. Yeah. You got your smoker. Um, I'm putting mine together tonight. It is nice outside. It is barbecue season. Um, and I want to know, Friday night, you've got a decent cut of meat. It's not like, you know, you're not going all out. It's not your big smoke thing. You're not doing like a pork belly or um, a brisket or something that's going to take you all day long. You're going to do like a tri-tip, maybe uh, maybe smoke some some steaks or something like that for a little. I don't mm-hmm. know if people smoke steaks. I would smoke. I don't know. But anyway. Maybe you can throw a couple burgers on the grill. It's just a regular yeah. Friday night, but it's the end of the week, and you're kind of celebrating the end of the week. What? I'm going to say bourbon. So what bourbon are you celebrating the end of the week with and your beef? So you got your beef. What bourbon's going with your beef? 
Who do I have beef with? <laughs> Apparently anybody when it's study season, but... Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> friends who drive different cars, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what bourbon Friday night are you pairing with your beef that you're cooking? Okay. So <clears throat> I might have had a different answer yesterday, but today I have a answer that I'm confident in. Uh, the bottle is E.H. Taylor Single Barrel. That's it. God, and it's Cole. a great bourbon. What? <sighs> Were you going to say that? No. Did I, I was going to go again? far cheaper than that. <laughs> okay, then I'll go small batch. <laughs> E.H. Taylor Small Batch. I'm going to start doing this to you. All right, what, cool, Just like cool. be like, I'm just going to drink Pappy 15. Yep. <laughs> Because I'm rich, no. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, you're, what do you, what's, you're going EHT. So, for the sake of cheapness, I will go <clears throat> EH Taylor Small Batch. EH. It's, it's appley. It's sweet. It's refreshing. The sun's out, likely. I'm feeling the heat of the grill. And I want something that's like really good and refreshing. Okay. And also like full of my favorite flavors in uh, bourbon, one of which is apples, which is really notable in the E.H. Taylor line. So yeah, that's what I'm going to go with is E.H. Taylor small batch. Okay. You? Well, well, you'll see where why I was a little distraught by your choice, Cole. I was just gonna <laughs> go Woodford Reserve Standard. I think it's a Ooh. you know, it's it's not a special super special occasion, but it's 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 a good, you know, kind of middle of the road. I can also, you know, make up a an old fashioned for the wife. Um for it's sure. got a nice sweetness to it that I think goes well with, with beef and uh you know, I'm not gonna feel bad if it's a Friday night and I'm not gonna feel bad if I sip two or three of those and I don't I don't yeah. feel like I wasted anything, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Woodford Reserve Standard. So that's me. I need to just buy me a bottle of that. It's been so long since I was just like thinking, you know what, next time I see it, I'm just gonna buy a bottle. But I haven't since like so it's not that I haven't seen it. I just for some reason forget to pick it up. So you know, I need to get solid. me a bottle. We need to have that on the podcast. We should do that. Yeah, we should do that one. It's solid. I mean it's it is a good bourbon. So yeah, uh, no, it really is. Yeah. It's surprisingly great. Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah, that's uh, I think we're 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 doing really well on time. We're at probably less than fifty minutes or so, or maybe oh, around man. fifty fifty one or something like that. So you know what's yeah, funny? we're ending early today. It's I, oh, I've noticed kind of since we've been homebound, there's a lot less uh, shoot the poo. Kind of stuff. It's like, what'd you do? Same thing as last week. You know, so it's a little, little true. less of that. But yeah, huh. I think that kind of cuts into the time there. Yeah. Oh, one well, thing I will say that I, that is going well is the girls are in their big girl beds, and we have not yeah. had a rough night yet. So hey. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. And awesome. they're so cute in their um in their little lit up beds. Yeah. yeah Chelsea's really good at picking cute stuff out. <laughs> She's good at that, so it's fun. They love it too. It's so funny. Kids are growing up, man. They are getting big. Oh, yeah. But, One day yeah. I'll have a kid, and I'll be like, "Ugh!" It and you'll be my like, heart. You, "You have a little little daughter, and you say, hey, Petey Scotch, come over here and get your dad a bourbon.' Yeah, <laughs> Petey Scotch Seabald, get over here right now." <laughs> you always got to test the name on a uh, upset. Uh, command like you know you're always mm-hmm. like all right listen here 
Uh, Juniper Deadlow. You better. Oh no no no! Upset is know. Juniper Lee. Junie Lee. Oh or yeah or I. What is the Amara's <laughs> uh, name that you? It's a um oh, that she has. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. You. She's she's got like a alternative name or alternate oh, okay. name or something. Well, her her. So it's her full name's Amara Meharet M O H though. So if, okay. we, if she hears Amara Meharet, she knows That's, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I can always, even hear it coming out of Chelsea's mouth. Yeah, growing up, uh, I thought uh, my middle name was GD because I just made it Robbie. God, take it, God, God. That's, so. <laughs> That's funny. No, yeah. I, I feel like I didn't get Cole Daniel too much. No, because you were the baby. You had all the sisters. People you loved were, me, man. Yeah. You're the best tutor did. anyone ever had. Like, there's yeah. no reason to call Cole Daniel out. No, I was the best tutor. It was like just straight funky Cole Medina the whole time. Yeah. It was like, yeah. why yell at him when you could just love him? <laughs> so, anyway, um, we're rambling on. We are. But, uh, oh, what should we drink next week? Oh, yeah. Oh, we forgot about that last week. Um, so this will be episode 99 next week. Okay. What are you what are you thinking? I still want to go with one of Bryce Morita's pours. Um he had the Bluebird single malt and he had the Silverback Bourbon, straight bourbon, and he okay. had one other and I'm forgetting what it was. Oh, it was the uh New Riff uh single barrel or single yeah, barrel bourbon. So I really want to drink the New Riff, but I feel like we did that a little too recently. But the Silverback, I was thinking the Silverback. Let's put the Silverback and the Bluebird up together. Okay, cool. We'll do so that. We'll, uh, we'll let them fight it out this week. Thanks again, Bryce. We're finally mm-hmm. going to drink one of yours. And yeah. uh, it was so yeah, funny the Bluebird for the... I, go ahead. I'm just saying it's funny because you're naming the ones like I was really like, I want to get to those. So that's awesome. Great minds, oh, Cole. Great minds. Yeah, the Bluebird is a uh, single malt and I believe it's outside or from Pennsylvania. Uh, and the um, Silverback is from... Um, either Pen- they have two distilleries one's in Pennsylvania and one's in central Virginia so uh, check those out and then we'll put them up on Monday or Tuesday to vote for and then we'll have it ready by, by the week after episode 99 so yeah. that'll be great yeah it'll be good I'm glad we didn't mess that up this week so we remembered to yeah. pick one so pick two yeah so hey I hope you're I hope uh, uh I hope oh crap gr- I hope your grill gets here soon Cole I hope you get to grill soon, Robbie. Oh, man. I hope you can get some paper towels for the garage. I hope you can get some paper towels for your face. But most (laughs) of all, listeners, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. 